bulldozer with Gypsy. Bulldozer, I think you have Richie Rouge mad. Yeah, buddy Lee, I got that little boy mad. Now, Richie Rouge, you're out here and you're hollering and you're ranting and you're raving, boy, and that's just what I want. Because I remember about 10 years ago when I was in the jungles and I was over there fighting for my country that don't really care for me, boy. I'm going to tell you something and I'm going to tell you now. I have walked where no man has walked. Now, mister, you get ready because doom and gloom is on its way, boy. I'm coming after you with everything I've got. I've got you where I want you. I've set my gang plan and you put your name on the contract. Now, boy, you come. You come prepared, mister, because I'm going to beat you within an inch of your life. If you don't believe it, be there. Now let's go to the ring. Welcome to Fourth Time's the Charm, where niche is neat. I'm your producer, Ben, alongside your director, Matt, alongside our head of catering, the Shea Butter himself. It's Monty. It's a new year, 2023. Oh my goodness, and it's going all down to my hips. Boys, how are we doing today? My thighs and hips actually really hurt right now, too. Um, (laughs) What? What's with the Going went, into your dip problems. <laughs> I went snowmobiling, man. I, I oh. snowmobiled 108 miles, and it just ruined my 108 miles? Damn. Yeah, over like the course of six hours. Well, how we, far we, were like, you going, actually? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean? 108 miles for over yeah. an hour? No, no, for over like six hours. Over like the course of like six hours. Did you go on like the longer course? We Is went on a course, or did you just go? We just went, and we, wow. we had like we had one destination. We had two destinations, and then just had to get to those two places, and then back to where we started. And the person who we rented the the snowmobiles from basically assumed uh, Taryn and I were really good at snowmobiling, <laughs> even though we told him we had only done it like once before or twice before. And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, but how like how easy was when you guys went out that those times?" And I was like. Tara and I were like, yeah, really easy, because it was. Yeah. And we went out with, like, a guide, and, like, we went fast and had a good time. And he was like, oh, cool, you guys can handle everything then. And then, like, directed us to the map and was like, all right, you guys want to go to this place, right? And we're like, yeah. He goes, all right, go there. It'll take you, like, 12 miles or, like, 15 miles <laughs> to get there one direction. I um, just beautiful, beautiful. I just converted, like, 108 miles per hour to, to kilometers per hour. That's pretty fast man no we weren't driving 108 miles per hour we rode snowmobiles over the course of 108 miles see i did that's still crazy did did we get (laughs) those snowmobiles up near 100 miles an hour that's a different discussion uh i remember taryn was a mad woman with the snowmobile we had we were riding on brand new 2020 2023 650 uh polaris uh snowmobiles um they were fast as fuck (laughs) i can imagine uh yeah but it was also like hyper technical riding and up in the upper peninsula of michigan like we went uh we spent a a big majority of our time riding across this alpine route that is like set directly on on the side slash inside of a river valley forest so it's just like big up and down hills like winding curves through like steep cliffs and woods on every side and then occasionally riding like right next to a river uh, and like pockets of water that had like carved out the region from like glacier uh glaciers receding over the land like basically clawing out the valleys and all the rivers running through it also carving those valleys deeper so it's beautiful but really like intense alpine riding and so over the course of those like six hours usually about four hours of riding with like two hours worth of stops um 
we yeah we covered 108 miles there and back that's good time Damn. it was fucking awesome but my hips and upper back are really fucking sore because uh, a portion of that a portion of those trails they weren't groomed so you remember how when ben and i went uh snowmobiling when uh ben when you went snowmobiling like it was it was hilly but the ground was smooth right we weren't like yeah. bouncing over speed bumps um this was driving over speed bumps for like probably 60 of those 108 Ooh. miles <laughs> isn't that like like really bad for your hip and stuff like that like yeah, the amount of upper like, concussions there oh yeah it was it was it was somewhat concussion inducing but we had really nice heated helmets on so somewhat you know. concussion inducing that's a medical term if i've never heard it before <laughs> you know, I was, yeah i was, I was feeling kind of concussiony I, I was sitting in the shower later thinking man i should have gone into indie wrestling <laughs> I, I never like had a chance to do like snow uh snowmobiling but okay. i would love to try it one day considering well, Monty, being Canadian. You have, to, you have to come and join us uh where we where we went this year um and you'll go out with us i want to shout out the the location but i can't remember the name do you need yeah. a license to operate those or no uh yeah you had to you had to like complete like a training course oh just a training course okay it's like but not just a I, training I, I, yeah. Course. oh yeah ben 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 give, give saw... monty the rundown on this uh short <laughs> active training course you know the song that never ends it goes on and on my friends yes. the... yeah it's that uh you just it, have to sing it's it? the most tortuous <laughs> long obnoxious thing ever the videos are mandatory they do not end it's so indescribably tedious i do yeah, not have like border, border words painful in so the you, english do you language have to do it like once or do you have to and, do and i retained time? none of once. it oh you yeah. have to do it once okay you do it once, and then you have you have your license or your like certification to to like legally ride on the trails whenever you want. I I always wondered like like I thought you needed like a motorcycle license to operate those. No, vehicles. not at all. It's like especially up in the in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Like we, I won't say the name of this place, but we went to rent ATVs once, and it was like super last minute. And the dude was just like, sure, take it. He's like, as long as you guys pay in cash. Didn't check shit and just gave us like six ATVs for a few hours. Ooh. And it was like from like a reputable place, but it was like. The reputable place we went to for snowmobiling didn't check it either. Well, yeah, but they they trusted that we did it. <laughs> I don't, I don't even sure, know if I'm they sure. asked. I know, are they even they reputable scan, if they're like. Yeah, they are. When they, I, when they scan your ID, you know, it, it shows up. Does it? Yeah. All right. Well, Monty, Montenegro, you are the Monty. What'd you do? Uh, I celebrated my birthday. Um, over Hell the weekend, yeah. And it took like four days to complete because there's like different family members that wanted to celebrate. But um, I was treated by my wife, just the two of us, to a really, really nice uh, steakhouse uh, in downtown Toronto. Very and nice. We ordered a 54 ounce uh, Australian Wagyu. I think it is a. Uh, I forgot what the steak it is. Oh my god! That's almost three pounds of steak. Yeah, it was a lot, but most of it is like fat, so it was really nice and juicy. Um, we sat across this guy, who self-proclaims that he was formerly an opera singer 
And when they brought out my birthday dessert, he offered to sing me happy birthday, which well, I had to. Please tell me you said yes. You had to uh, say yes. <laughs> no, I said no. What? Right. Oh, you oh. <laughs> See, the issue is he left it up to you. Birthday yeah. songs are one of the few things in life where it's like everyone needs it, but nobody wants it. Yeah, it was already awkward enough that we're eating 50 ounces. Because the way we were seated is that we were facing their booth. Like, we, our booth, like, was, like, right in front of their booth. And they were, like, drinking tons and tons of alcohol. I guess they knew the owner and the chef of the restaurant because they were constantly coming out being greeted. So I oh, think okay. he may be. Dude, you just you indirectly insulted a famous <laughs> opera singer. I, I may have. I may have. <laughs> no, you totally did. You, that that was a legit opera singer, well known, respected in the restaurant, and you were like, "Fuck that." <laughs> I listened to any voice. I listened to, to black metal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I wish every part of my being wishes you'd been like, "No, do I listen to black metal, <laughs> bro?" Do you even? listen to mayhem <laughs> yeah oh, but no it was uh oh yeah yeah that's right you eat dinner <laughs> late man holy crap no yeah but that sounds delicious are you are you the type of person that would fuck with like dry aged meat like does that mean oh that yeah hair? yes okay. yes it was it's i need it i need to try it again because we went to one steakhouse and it was like the first time i ever like ordered you know like some 25 or like 30 day dry aged steak and i don't know it wasn't it wasn't like an exceptional difference in flavor to what i was expecting like i've had like better cuts of steak that were weren't dry aged and were just like immaculately prepared and this was like both immaculately like pretty immaculately prepared and dry aged and it just didn't do it for me well oh, that was bad no. it just wasn't anything special this this place is i'm pretty sure it's dry aged and oh, yeah. really well like it's really it's a the the restaurant's name and i'll just shout it out now is called the butcher chef Ooh. it's downtown toronto it's one of the really high-end uh steak places service is amazing we were really well taken care of by the the servers there and yeah it's um it's crazy they they have a lot of good stuff um we we started off with the Caesar salad, then we moved on to the steak, and then we went on to dessert. But yeah, it was I, I, I could. Uh, <laughs> this podcast is showing the low food talk. All right, all right. So the dessert, I went with a Monty Blanc. Hey, <laughs> yeah, Monty. Monty Blanc is uh, chestnut Jay cream, butter. almond butter, oh. white chocolate mousse. Candied chestnuts and vanilla twill, or is twill. that how you pronounce twill? Twill. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking up the steak right now that I got it. I know for sure it was Australian. Oh yeah, it's an Australian. Sorry, fifty-two ounce tomahawk steak. Damn. Yeah. Do that. Oh, that's sexy. that's one big ass tomahawk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tomahawk. Yeah, it's it definitely kept me full for three days it was a lot that sounds outstanding i'm jealous and that sounds gloriously delicious yo when you come down matt and ben i'm definitely gonna take you guys to a nice steakhouse for sure please do there's there's never a a lack 
of interest in my heart <laughs> for steakhouses. We should, we should redo your bachelor party in Toronto. <laughs> oh, Toronto's a cool we can do that. Or we, we should just go to do. TIFF. Oh, yes. No, Steakhouse and then TIFF. Yeah, we, yeah, we go for yeah, dinner, that's, that's, that's and then a whole TIFF process. Midnight Madness, and we, yeah. we just play it out. There we go. Yeah. I'm just so run through. So how um, about you, Ben? How about you? Let's not forget about you. I uh, spent four days after Christmas holed up in my home, not working, not doing anything. I got all of my game systems set up. And and I'm actually getting a new AC adapter to make it even easier. When all said and done, all of my game systems are plugged in. Almost all of them have their own unique connectors. It has never been easy to play more game systems at a time. I have been wanting this since I started collecting games. And I lived with my parents when I was in high school. Uh, maybe even middle school. And now, for the first time ever... I finally have them all readily available. It feels so good. You have no idea. Matt, it, it would be like if if you've had if you bought metal vinyl mm. and you haven't been able to display them oh, ever yeah. since oh. you started getting them. Are you gonna That'd share pictures? Cool. So yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah I'll I'll show pictures. But did but, you get uh, to play any games after you set it up? Like, yeah, yeah, if you had time to so, really delve into it. Yeah. So I've been playing a few games. Uh, Sega 32X, I've been playing Afterburn. Okay. It's like, Ooh. have you guys played Space Harrier at all? Yes. Nope. I have. I know okay. what you're talking uh, about. Yeah. Space Harrier, Matt. Matt, have you played Star Fox? Yeah. Star Fox is awesome. Okay. So <laughs> Space Harrier, imagine Star Fox, right? Okay, I'm envisioning it. I'm a fox. I'm doing barrels. Except it's 2D. Okay. So, like, Uh-oh. instead of 3D objects coming at you, they're like 2D sprites that get bigger. Mm-hmm. Imagine instead of a ship you're in, it's a guy who's okay. running really fast, but he can also fly in the air, and he has a giant bazooka he shoots things with. Okay. And it's themed around never-ending story. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah 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 pretty much you got you got, you got that in mind okay anyway you know i really should have just skipped from Star Fox to afterburn um afterburn was fun did you play but, it in the yeah, arcade but i i know i didn't play it in the arcade but the 32x port is almost arcade perfect mm. uh, it's technically afterburn 2 which has like very small improvements and differences um but anyway so Afterburner is like Space Harrier, except if instead of a guy running on the ground, <laughs> you're Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Yes. Yes. So and in case, okay, well, so Matt, 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 imagine you... Star Fox, except it's 2D and you're in Top Gun. Yeah, that sounds badass. It's really fucking badass. And, and uh, just for your reference, Matt, like if you remember Terminator 2, yeah. Uh, when the T one thousand went to the mall and okay. was looking for John Connor, John Connor was playing Afterburn. Oh hell arcade. yeah! Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's it, <laughs> what's great too. It actually moves better than Star Fox. Like you talk about barrel rolls, you just like mm. default barrel. into doing barrel rolls. Yeah, like that's true. barrel roll. Like barrel rolls are actually useful in Afterburn. Oh hell yeah! 
Uh, yeah, also, cool. I've been playing the game that inspired Super Mario Brothers, Pac-Land, on the TurboGrafx-16. Monty, have you ever played Pac-Land? <laughs> I think I have heard of it. I've never played it. I never okay. really touched TurboGrafx-16. Well, it was arcade originally. One of the yeah. few ports of it uh, originally is for TurboGrafx. So, Matt and Monty, I want you mm-hmm. to imagine... If Super Mario Brothers was made for an arcade machine. Okay. <laughs> so Pac-Man starts every level at his house. Everything big, bright, blocky colors. Mm-hmm, he moves mm-hmm. to the right. First, you're in town. He needs to jump over ghosts who are driving cars and trying to hit him. Wow. Then you're in the forest. He needs to dodge the springy ghosts. Um, follow the fairy and get out of the forest. All right. Okay. Scene three is the the rocky boulders, and if any of this is sounding familiar, this is because they made a stage of it in the newest Super Smash Brothers or in the Wii U version, maybe. Perplexed. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. Yeah. So then Pac Man has to jump across falling logs that are falling down crevice to the pit below okay and then he also needs to jump across a large pond (laughs) and float to safety on the other side (laughs) once he makes it across there's a door to nowhere meanwhile these scenes are interspersed with pac-man taking breaks at a christian church i don't know why he does (laughs) anyway so the door opens to nowhere Pac-Man goes through the door. He falls down and lands in a pit of flowers. And there's a giant fairy there that gives him giant magical jumping shoes where he can jump infinitely. So then Pac-Man takes his infinite jump shoes and he just runs back home where his wife and child are. Whoever designed this game and, was definitely and, high on Ellis. And then it and then it loops <laughs> over again, except it's more difficult. So oh. each each time Pac-Man goes, it's called a trip. So he has five trips. You can go through a castle sometimes. There's there's various options. Um wow. there's a bridge. Oh, they re-released so, it for the Nintendo Switch. I'm, I bet they did. <laughs> uh it's it's yeah. a good game. The most bizarre thing I've seen in it, though, is they have two control schemes. One control scheme, you move with the D-pad, left or right, then you jump with the A button. And if you tap A quickly, or the one or two button, if you tap it quickly, you float down. Seems simple enough, right? Kind of like Mario. The default control scheme in the game is you move left with the one button right with the two button and you jump by pressing the d-pad upwards they flip the controls why what yeah wow you do not know how much easier it is to control it with the d-pad as movement like you thought you appreciated normal control schemes now play fucking pack lane first (laughs) and try to get off that fucking pool jump anyway that sounds fucking brutal i'm so 
happy that I can experience all this shit now easily. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I oh, it's I'm having the time of my life. Did you beat um, it already? Like first round? I mean, it's like an arcade game, so it's more about building up a score. It's not particularly uh, long. Okay. Like one trip takes like 5 minutes. Oh, okay. But it's, it's like how like long you can do it. Together. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, it's kind of like a game that inspires speed running almost. I heard well, it's an some... arcade game, so yeah, 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 it's cool. Matt, do you ben. have something to share with the class? <laughs> oh, I well, I have. I recently received a gift from from uh, Mr. Benjamin over here, and it didn't arrive on my birthday. So I'm now gonna open it for everybody on air. So this I, package, I need you to describe everything in detail, Matt. It is a brown package from Ready Post. It cost Ben five dollars and forty cents in postage. I spare uh, no expense. Ben's address <laughs> is thirty four thirty two. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Area code nine. What? Um. It was. It was. It was. The handwriting on it, I would say, is like a solid six out of ten. It's it's pretty That's it's fair. pretty okay. That's fair. Yeah, being a, I have terrible handwriting. I, I so mean, like, stones and glass houses, you know. But yeah, I, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I I have a disability, so you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> All right, so I I've I've broken the seal uh, on the package before recording for not the air, but I've not looked inside. Now the feel, the feel of of the package really is like reminiscent of either a really light book or a old school dvd case like a uh like a dvd case like from like the like the ones that had like the uh cardboard outside with art on it like almost like the old blockbuster ones but i don't know oh boy are you setting yourself up for disappointment (laughs) I, i had a certain aesthetic i wanted to ascribe to here matt if you'd like to hear it before Sure. I mean, if you think that elevates the experience, my my uh, my aesthetic was okay. A little spooky. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's look. Let's okay. I'm gonna open. I'm pulling it out. Okay. It is a DVD box. Oh, it's blank. That's right. How spooky! (laughs) What's inside? I don't know. Ben sixty. <laughs> that would legitimately be the greatest gift Ben could give me. Ben, if this is anything less than your sex tape with your with your wife, I'm a little upset. You gotta pay for that. I would. I would pay to watch oh that. Oh my god! Just, to, just I don't know, like twenty five bucks. Really? Wow. That's, well, how, that's worth. That's how, so how long of a oh how long god. of a video is it? Is it really a movie? I don't know, Ben. Are you making a movie? <laughs> I don't know. You tell oh, me, pal. Okay. Oh, all right. Let's go back to the package. So, yes. so I don't wait. Think which package? Is... Hey, <laughs> uh, all right. I'm gonna open it now. I can. I the clasp, the seal on the DVD box was pretty solid, and the I will say the plastic on the exterior, while clearly having had the uh, the sleeve removed, is in perfect condition. A little Great. bit of scratches here and there. There's a sticker on the back. Really brings down the quality. <laughs> Um, it's from TurboTax Deluxe. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Ben might have done my taxes for me. Well, what a gift. <laughs> All right. What's I'm, inside, I'm, Matt? Ins- is a blank DVD. <laughs> I called it. I called it. 
Oh, what is it? Because my computer doesn't have a disk drive. So I'd have to go down and watch it on my Xbox. <laughs> All right. Well, I wanted it to be like a grand, like, oh, my God, is this what it is reveal? So instead, I, Matt. Well, okay. Give uh, me a hint. Instead, Matt, you'll need to guess what this is. Is it? It's one of two things. And okay. It, it, Okay, well, can I ask a question first? Yeah. Is it is it a film? It is a film. Okay. Is it one I've seen? Yes. All right. I my guess here is that it is either Computer Hearts. No. The Granny. So I'm on eBay. Oh, oh yes! the Granny. Oh, the great! Oh man! So I'm on eBay. Okay. A while ago, and there are not a lot of copies of this thing out there. Not but at I all. found one copy Holy of shit. the Granny on VHS. It didn't have its oh. sleeve or anything. Okay. Okay. And so I bought it. It came. I have a working VHS player here because I'm a okay. fucking freak. Did you watch um, it? N- no okay i was waiting for for you okay all right Whew. I, I had to go to kentucky <laughs> over christmas because okay. my father has a vhs to dvd burner oh shit so <laughs> out of our three vhs dvd burners only one of them still works apparently oh but oh. we got not one, but two copies made. Oh, shit. In case Monty would also like a copy of it. But yes, please. Yes, please. Even, but <laughs> I'll put I, it on flex. I, but I figured oh, yes. Do that. Yeah. that we could put it online somehow since it seems like no one really cares about this movie anymore. No, it's. We can just put it up and just see what happens. We can do a riff tracks of our commentary over it. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, definitely yeah, I'd be down for that. No one's copyright striking the granny. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this I, is one of the greatest things of all time. Thank I, you, Ben. I'm very glad, Matt. Happy birthday! Uh, I, 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 I held on to this forever, and I've deliberately not watched it because oh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. The, 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 the best this. thing about it is that on IMDb, it's not even called a movie. It's called a video. Damn I, fucking right. I this have to is, say, oh. I, I'm jealous because I wanted it. I was looking for that movie for, <laughs> for Matt. And unfortunately, eBay Canada does not oh. have it. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate all, both of you. Yeah. You, I, you I spent knew. a while looking for the granny, too. I, it's I, not I, an easy movie to find. No. The fact that I've seen it before is like a fucking miracle, from yeah. what I understand. I, so, I, I'm still shopping for Matt's gift and trying to figure out how to sneak it across the border. For yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll come to you. <laughs> so, uh, Merry Birthday, Happy Christmas, oh. and a Kwanzaa New Year. And on that note, uh, we're talking predictions today. Uh it's it's been the new year none of us really feel like doing much um we were busy we've been doing shit the one the one lovecraft movie i wanted to watch 
the one the one lovecraftian movie i brought with me on my vacation um while taryn and i were out hiking our everyone else just watched it without me what the fuck yeah wait the so, one time that they actually want to watch a lovecraftian they, movie they, they watch they, it without you they independently put on Cthulhu's Mansion, which has no writing on the box. Just it just says Cthulhu's Mansion on it. What the fuck? The yeah. one time I've had that DVD for like two and a half years, and I've not watched it because no one has ever wanted to. I want to watch the, Cthulhu's Mansion. Every every part of it I saw was great. What the heck? This is bullshit. Oh, yeah, man. I was legitimately upset. I, you I should will have also been legitimately it, upset. I will also put it on Plex Monty. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I'm pissed off about it a little bit. I came in and like the last third of the movie's playing. I'm like, were you guys watching? Like, oh, Cthulhu's Mansion. And I was like, oh. Oh, you got the quiet, angry eyes stare, didn't you? I just said, okay, and walked away and started unpacking. Oh, that's the oh, quiet, man. angry eyes stare. <laughs> I was very upset. Oh, uh, Monty, you've never seen Matt when he's <laughs> angry. He gets his like. You wouldn't like me when you're angry. Ah. His, his head turns a lot more bird-like. Bird-like? You, never... like, you mean what? like Toucan Sam? <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, I'm getting upset. Call! Call! His hair stands up. No, I turn into an anime his, protagonist. His, his jaw tightens. <laughs> okay. His eyes sort of bulge out a bit. His hands get sweaty. And he's like green. And he's like... I'm sweaty... Mom, Mom spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's sort of like he starts like pointing at his accuser with his eyes, you know, real like honing in. Oh, his geez. nose flares out a bit. Yeah, this uh, is totally accurate. And he goes, uh, "Cacao, cacao." You know what? I, I'm disappointed because I held out on Anna and the Apocalypse, and I'm waiting to watch it with you, Matt. Me too. I want to watch yeah. it with. <laughs> Yeah, Ben, we need to watch it to review it. We gotta watch yeah. that too. Yeah. yeah, sure. We got Trinity of Cinema. Well, we're okay. all excited about that. But so Monty, Monty, so so to bring it to you, what 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 do you predict for twenty twenty three? What are cool. some of your most anticipated films? What do you what do you what do you expect's gonna be the big film of twenty twenty three? for me, or do you you mean in general? Like well, both, yeah. What, what, what's your number one gonna be, and what do you think is gonna be the movie that makes like the most money? What's the big hit? <sighs> it's I, I don't know what I'm predicting for for a big hit wise. I think 2023 is gonna be a very quiet. Um, oh, really? Quiet. I, I really am. I, I really feel that it's, it's. There's a whole bunch of shakeups. Um, there's some big, big movies coming. There are, but I don't know. A lot of them have been canceled thanks to Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, well, Marvel, let me, let... Marvel has 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 laid out a five year cleanup plan. plan for the MCU. But um, hey, they're they're on the precipice to do it right <laughs> with Quantumania. I hope so. Uh, I really hope so. But. There is one movie that I am looking forward to, and I've been waiting for it for, I think, two years now, because it was supposed okay. to come out last year. And I have to say, Evil Dead Rising. I'm Ooh. really anticipating that film. Come I, on. Okay, I, Matt, I, I know I, I shared loved, you that trailer, 
the, the teaser trailer for the trailer, trailer is coming out today, like after this recording. But I, I, I don't know. Why do you why do you say such it looks it looks like a shitty B movie that someone bought the property to another pro like another project. Oh so like, I don't, did see I don't Jeepers know. Creepers for. <laughs> I, I exactly that's what it feels like this is gonna be. The Evil Dead remake that we got and I what was it, 2014, 2015? It was a great is like a is the for me the only way you can do that. Did you watch you, Ash versus Evil Dead, the show? I watched like one or two episodes. It was oh my god! No, 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 no! You have to. What watch I saw this was season. good, but this this movie looks like the shittiest possible version of like someone trying to be like, all right, we did a remake. Let's do let's do uh, um, the uh, Evil Dead three. Let's we did let's Halloween. Make... Let's do it with Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, like, let's do it with Evil Dead. Exactly. Like either this movie is gonna be a, a hilarious satire, or it's gonna be awful. I don't see an in between. I don't see I... how you could do Evil Dead super serious. Okay, because this is this let is supposed ask... to be like an Evil Dead movie, right? Like, let me the, ask like, based you. On the yeah, it's 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 the it's a spiritual sequel to is to it, the original. Uh, oh, no, is, to, it, is it a sequel to the original? Sorry, the not the original, to the remake. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I think it's the same actress. Yeah. No, 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 no. It doesn't have it. It's a different actress. It's a different okay. story. And well, they already fucking ruined it. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam Raimi specifically picked this director. And, okay. And looking at this director, um, he's done some pretty good movies that. Mm-hmm. before landing this i mean he's a very creative indie director he i think the last movie he did was kind of based on the the ch- changeling myth in in uh in an irish myth it's called the okay the hole in the ground and it oh, seems to that. have done really well we we definitely should check it's it got, out it's got an 83 percent tomato tomato reader tomato <laughs> yeah tomato so, so maybe I so I was a big fan of the 2013 <laughs> one. I really liked uh, Freddie Alvarez's 2013. Um, Evil he Dead. also yeah yeah the Evil Dead. He also just he also produced the most recent Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um, mm, yeah. It can't all be winners. And and he made both <laughs> Don't Scream Don't Breathe movies, which are good. I I didn't see either one, but yeah, they, they seemed good. And then he did a terrible movie called the uh, the girl. Oh. Is this the original? He did the girl in the spider web, which I think is the sequel. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Sequel. Honestly, I, I think he took a he took a bullet to make that film because of how badly the um, the girl with dragon had to. I, I'm I'm sorry. The the remake. I, I preferred the original. Yeah. The, the remake too. was really bad. Oh, I really I thought bad. I thought the American one was was good. Not nearly as good as the original. It's far from it, in my opinion. I, I think yeah. you know it, the the whole thing how they made the character seem so vulnerable is just yeah. Yeah, compared to yeah. how strong and strong, badass yeah, she is. badass she is in that. So yeah, I think it, that I I think <clears throat> that the big story heading into media next year is going to be uh, whatever the fuck's going on with streaming. Uh, mm. And it's too early to really tell right well, now. Well, we have a huge amount what, of releases what's... all coming from Apple TV. 
Apple yeah. TV is really making a play at 2023 when it comes to film. Yeah, releases. I'm, 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 I'm sure they are. But it's. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm feeling the same way Ben is feeling. So. Yeah, I mean, it's. I honestly, <clears throat> I feel like Apple TV made it to the game way too late, and mm-hmm. absolutely, they may be able to turn it around. But I mean, talk about getting to the game late. You know, uh, they're I, building the groundwork. The way I see it is that we're going to see streaming services closing down and getting uh, Already? eaten up. Yeah. So I I liken where we are right now to the dot-com bubble mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. It doesn't mean internet's going away. It doesn't mean streaming's going away. But it means that a lot's going to get consolidated. You guys have to understand from an advertising perspective, when it comes to digital ad sales... Uh, the book still hasn't been written about it, right? No, not yeah. Yeah. There's, like, when you talk to people within the industry, like, terms are not standardized. Everyone has a general idea of how everything works, but there's a lot of hemming and hawing. Yeah, a lot of people are trying to make shit happen, but they don't really understand how it's working or why and now that people are taking a closer look at a bunch of these metrics mm-hmm. i think that like the overflowing gravy train the spouts getting uh getting stuck for a bit sure. uh, and so what that means is it's hard when you're looking back at history right yeah we're in a timeline right now where we're essentially in a golden age of television right yeah i agree television television still in the same golden age yeah yeah, television millions of dollars an episode just week in and week out absolute blockbusters on your tv yeah meanwhile big actors are also starting yeah Yeah. movie stars are going to television and, and, and to add to ben's point i feel like television lately or the last yeah, almost last decade has been just as good as movies. It, it seems like yeah. what their approach yeah. is is like they're saying like we're gonna make this movie, but we wanna we don't wanna screw it up, so we wanna tell more about it, and yeah. we want yeah. good good like we want big well, names and, in our movie. Yeah, exactly, it feels like it feels like like a lot of the budget is now like I mean, there's still huge budgets for yeah movies like you know fucking we had Avatar two and Top Gun Maverick, but I think a lot of that like. So, like, um, Matt Damon uh, was featured on Hot Ones, and he went right around when um, The Last Duel came out. And he was talking about Oops. how the, the the market for, like, movies targeted at, like, 25 to 45-year-old men who would buy DVDs. You know, so you could release, a, like, a epic drama in theaters and then not have to worry about making your money because you'd make it in dvd sales Mm -hmm. like that doesn't exist anymore so that middle ground market for like high level dramatic performance like doesn't work in the cinemas and doesn't get the money on streaming either but it feels like now that middle ground that area where like the truest like where like creativity isn't squashed by the big budgets like in like ant-man and the wasp or like how we saw this year like thor love and thunder like that's a movie that had so much money behind it you couldn't really do it that director couldn't really do what they wanted they were kind of forced into making the movie they were told to same with like um 
what's it called uh doctor strange in the multiverse of madness yeah and now now on tv we're getting shows that are like truly original and truly like utterly captivating like we had severance this year and that alone like or was that last year even that was last, um, year. last year yeah severance yeah. we had midnight mass yep um recently we had uh the various star trek shows that were actually good Eight, uh, 1899 which unfortunately yeah. is been Getting canceled canceled yeah that they, was that, they, that, did they you guys killed off the bad doctor who this year isn't that still airing the like 1843 or whatever no 1899 they are they already announced that they're not doing it yeah they're not doing it if you guys watch the behind the scenes of how they filmed it oh my god it's like it's it's like a new way of making movies without using green screens they're actually like netflix actually built like a studio full of ginormous high definition television screens that mimics the ocean so when the actors what are the there fuck? everything oh, like, look so it up cool. on youtube look it up on youtube it's really fascinating to see how they made that that show but that's but cool. to your point it's like yeah it, it, they're taking more of a risk on making television shows um they're actually taking some very original stories and and making it and then expanding on it which which makes it great because that's one thing about television in the last decade is that you can actually get very uh honed into a story that mm. may be a slow start but once you get into it it does hook you in because yeah. it, which is something that you Captures. can never which which is something that you can never do with movies because automatically if you if, if the first act of the film is already like really boring you're not gonna you know drag into it and I'm yeah, going to say gonna a, a, a great example that we did this, and I know we will probably talk about it in our future episodes, is uh, when we watched, um, Matt and I, we watched uh, The Curse of Humpty Dumpty. Oh. It, it was, like you can what see, they movie. were trying really hard, but I'm sure if they turn into a series, like if they dragged it out a little bit. Sure. Well, I don't know. I don't so. know if I want more of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, well, the point I was I was trying to get at is that we're in an interesting time where big budget films, by and large, aren't doing great, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It dep- you I have, mean, by and large, they're not doing great. Then I mean, you have Avatar made its money. Avatar needs to make two billion dollars to break even. They're gonna get there, yeah. but to act like it's the norm and not the exception is disingenuous. I mean, I, I, I mean, like, I, I still, I mean, the, the big, big movies of the year still did pretty damn well this it's year. It's like, really even, spotty if you look at, if you actually well, look yeah. at the laundry well, list. Like, Pixar went right like, now. Pixar went like zero oh and two on movies that were profitable. Yeah, it's, it's, it's generally considered. So just bear with me, yeah, so this podcast doesn't last two hours. Oh, yeah. well, Secrets of just, Dumbledore did terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, but it's like, well, then like that thinking of that, then what do you like? What do you think? What's your what's your I'm, I'm trying to get there. Let's get I'm, tr- there. I'm trying. Come on, come on. I am trying. Come on. You got five minutes of TV time and you got to make a squash match. Good. Aren't doing great. TV series yeah. are thriving on streaming, but streaming is about to get pounded in the butt for the next year or two while a bunch of these close down and while uh, places 
consolidate consolidate and also refine their vision for streaming so what's that mean i think one a lot of series are going to get canceled in the next year number Mm. one number two i think we're going to see a rise in personal dramas like the rise of like indie stuff just like how you know with the end of the big hollywood musical in the 50s you have the french new wave and lots of those like one-on-one personal type of things um which means i I think that this is going to be a good opportunity for indie film directors to really step up and stand out uh i also would not be surprised to see uh cable in the fall next year to get more premium attention from tv networks because i'm anticipating with a lot of these networks their stuff you know tanking ad money being pulled they're gonna go straight back to milk in the teat of cable which is still very profitable uh even if no one uh, even if everyone is saying that the sky is falling constantly but i wouldn't be surprised to see that as well I've pretty much cut myself my life out of cable. I've cut the cord. Yeah. I I have a very optimistic view of the next year of films. Uh I don't know. I I I genuinely think like there might be some shift, but I don't see any grand rift falling. I think we're going to see like an attempt I'm not at saying there's going to be a fall. But I'm just saying it sounds but, very pessim- it sounds like I'm, very downtrodden and you're and you're like the big movies coming out in the coming year, like I'm genuinely excited yeah, for a lot movies, of the films. Movies are going to be fine, but I don't think you understand what the TV market is like if you think it has a good year ahead of it. I actually believe, yeah, TV is going to have a big year. Movies, like when you guys ask me if there's going to be a a loud bang at the box office. I honestly don't think so. It's going to oh, take man. take movies. Like I'm not saying there's not going to be good movies out there that's coming out. I mean there's great ones I can uh, that I'm looking forward to. Like I know Christopher Nolan has Oppenheimer is yep, coming yeah, out, which I'm looking for that. There's, but there's I'm just always... saying like it's not going to be like you're not going to get what we had like the last like pre-pandemic like you get i I think i I found this year like incredibly good like i mean 2019 was an incredible year for cinema especially as like a move like a fan going to the movie theater but i I genuinely really liked the films that came out in 2022 i thought we had like a really solid year of cinema and television with like new ideas like innovations like we had everything everywhere all at once and all the movies we talked about in our most recent top 10 episode and it I don't know. I this this year felt very refreshing to me as like a cinema fan, as like a person who goes to the movies. Twenty twenty two felt like really revitalizing, which makes me feel like the opportunity for twenty twenty three to keep that ride going is pretty high. I don't. I mean, if you if you only watch movies, yes, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, that's why. I, like, what, in regards what, specifically, what we're to going movies. to see a drop off in is I think is we're going to see a drop off in like medium scale movies. I don't think bullet well, yeah, train that died. I, I don't think well, bullet train is, is going to get made in 2023. Um I don't, no, I, I honestly think... I don't think everything everywhere all at once would necessarily make it with the level of budget it had. I they're still going to be there but it's going to be 
I don't know. I think Less. there's a chance. Because when you look at... Because if you have small-scale movies, fine, whatever. They'll live on. They always do. Yeah. But if you're looking at big-budget movies, the ones that are getting people in the theaters are things that have something spectacular. Right? Oh, yeah, which is fine. Marvel superheroes, spectacular. Uh, what was the one that just made a bitch load of money? Uh, Avatar, you know? It's like, wow, look at the pretty colors. Even Terrifier did really well. Because it's like, yeah. wow, look at all the gruesome violence. If yeah. it's not something <laughs> like that, everything, everywhere, all at once, you get the same experience, more or less, by watching it at home than if you do in a theater. Oh, I well, I, I disagree, but okay. You and I have a different relationship with <laughs> yeah, I have, I strongly yeah. disagree with I'll you. I'll stay in the middle ground the, here, but I'll, I'll try to keep the, you guys in the check. The cinematic <laughs> experience is something truly to be venerated. But, you, like, can't, but you can't go... You can go... You have to see Avatar in IMAX. Yeah. Because that's what it's made for. On the high it's, frame it's rate. Another, yeah. It's, it has, well, if, you, like t- if you tell Maverick, someone theater only movies right if you tell someone oh my god everything everywhere all at once is it's just not the same movie if you don't watch it in theaters i mean i don't think it is i i it's genuinely like, don't well it's like seeing mm-hmm. annihilation or like, like anni- seeing... annihilate annihilation on a small television screen is a quarter of the amazing quality or of that like film seeing... is projected onto a big beautiful screen or like that seeing is like the a... green knight you know on on yeah in theaters was so much cooler the atmospheric experience the color the size but of the man picture, not the everyone the looks at movies yeah like well, you do. all those people suck no okay. no you, you know what? i was look, taking look, a stance shea here. butter shea butter, okay, look, shea butter this is this is what i see I, I i see it from both of you guys i agree from both of you guys the reason why is since the pandemic since we started to be at home our only you know since the lockdown i think the the thing that most people have realized, and I, I know there's a large chunk of it out there, is that most people are beginning to realize that you can enjoy a really well-made film, or doesn't matter what your what genre you want to take it, you can enjoy it at home on a big screen. We have a great sound system and everything. You can equally as obtain you know the same oh. feeling for it, but oh, but Jesus, wow, but but. The theater, the I do laughing. miss. I miss the theater aspect. Is you get to enjoy it with an audience that that enjoys movies the same way as a you know any movie. Box. I think you can. I think you can capture the the, the like the someone some level of the quality if you have an exceptional amount. Like a home theater is different, but that's the reason you call it a theater. Like is what makes the difference. Oh I yeah, think, yeah. No, I agree with I you. I don't. That. It's, it's it's achievable, but for <clears> a very small, like subset of people, like that level of like cinematic audio and visual experience. I I am like a, I'm a person who hugely advocates for theaters. Like I want theaters to survive. Oh yeah, no. I, I'm not saying cinema I, I, is cinema better is that not, way. Theaters are not going anywhere. That, that's yeah, that's a fact. But no, I'm I just think theaters that, are going to get bought you know, out by the. Uh, the streaming companies i Man, this, this podcast is bringing me low it's it's it's, it's really vibe. it's really hard to say that it, but, the media yeah. industry is not in a good place right now because they they put heard it all, here first everybody because they put all their fucking money in streaming and then all of a sudden they realize oh my god guys like we haven't figured out how to make advertising work here yet mm-hmm. oh shit 
It's like, because like if if half the ad agencies in the country haven't caught up to putting shit on digital, then you have a veil. So Matt, do you realize why when Taryn is watching like my six hundred pound life or like you know uh, like HGTV stuff? Do you ever wonder why the same ad plays over every single break? Yeah, it's because no one bought any other spaces. It's because there are billions of avails. Yeah, sure. In, 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 in this space. And after years of mounting losses, these companies go, oh, shit. Like, the check is due for rent. And we're not ready to pay up. And that's going to have effects throughout everything. This is like, enjoy the current environment as it is now. I'm not, this could be a soft landing. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. All I'm saying is that there's every indicator that 2023 is going to be awful for TV shows, which is also going to change the dynamic in movie theaters because they've always had a weird symbiotic relationship i i think it really depends on how you view it how you see it and what what you you intend to watch and and and, and, and stuff like that because i i you, depending on the audience there are options out there and some may disagree with that but some would say no there's tons of tons of things to watch it depends on are you gonna just stick with um TV shows that are coming out from the U.S. or are you going to stick? Are you going to give an opportunity to check out TV shows that are coming out from different countries, different parts of the world? I mean, for example, right now it's like the the Korean television show market has definitely dominated for Netflix. real. Def, definitely dominated Netflix a lot. Like if you're into that, right? Like. Yeah, it's all there. It's at your fingertips. It's all at your fingertips. It's you can just everything watch. You can hop to it, and each it's unlike how American TV shows they always drag on by seasons. Um, just eight, like eight, fourth times like, the charm. <laughs> Asian cinemas. I mean, Asian television shows. They are one long story, and they just finish it at that. And if they were to ever have a second season or a third season, which is very rare. It's usually a sequel or a threequel, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of like, for example, Squid Games. You know, I, I would have been fine with it was only one season, but because of the popularity and the the way the, the you know, the I wouldn't say American, but North American way or the Western way of watching it, they want to see more of it. So guess what? They're going to get the writers back oh, in yeah. their room and draw up something that's called a second season, which is not – normal in in asian you know television shows and stuff like that right i'm just using that as an example um but there are options like there are tons of things to go towards uh from but it depends on your it's an acquired taste right if you are more into like uh, american shows or are you into the global like international television shows and stuff like that yeah there's something there for everybody And, and it's the same with movies too like hey yeah well, if you say, is Hollywood going to have a good 2023 years? I say, yeah, nothing that will make a big splash in the pond. But if you were saying there's a ton of movies that are coming out, if you open up that, that, that dynamic of 
you know, checking out movies made in Europe, movies made in, you know, South Africa, movies made in Asia, you know, mm-hmm. there are tons of movies that are, that are promising, but it, it really depends on what's coming out. So to, to go, going back, I honestly, I guess, yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing anything, any big splashes coming in 2023. There's going to be good movies coming out, great movies mm-hmm. coming out. I'm not doubting that. And to, to, to Matt's point, I, I agree with him. There are going to be, there's some big hits that are coming out, but is there going to be something that's going to be similar to Spider-Man No Way Home? That large amount of a splash where they have to, re-release it back in the theaters to you know milk well, the yeah, cash that's like, cloud that's like once in every 10 years that yeah not, or not even like matt like even with the the first few the 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 up until the 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 marvel was like killing it all the way yeah, well, through the last the 10 Avengers years game, right end game yeah yeah like but yeah but they weren't like they movie. weren't like still only like five or six movies have reached the same level as like Endgame or Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, but like, they were like, but they were still beating box, breaking box office. Oh yeah, well, so so Matt, before we move on to tackle a, a, a few quick last minute predictions, how would how would you encapsulate the year that you envision ahead in film and television? I mean, I probably won't watch too many great TV shows because I don't watch a lot of TV, but. I think it's going to be a really good year for movies. I, I, I really think we have a lot of like incredible releases coming out. If the, um, if the movie going market continues to support good movies like they have this year, um, I, I genuinely think that they're going to continue to make great films. And uh, I think indie filmmaking and the, and the response I'm seeing and the amount of people in the theater for those movies has only gone up. Uh, and I think it's brought a really great uh, experience to it. And there's a lot of big, big movies that are coming out this year that, I mean, they are a lot of them are sequels and based on other IPs that already exist, but they're ones in, in series that I really hope stick the landing. And there's some room for some real disappointments, like from like scream six or John wick four Creed three, like all those movies are on a knife edge of whether they'll be good or bad. when it comes to their relation to their, their prequels. Uh, but I don't know from looking at trailers and some of these movies, I think the majority of these movies are going to land, you know, like movies like Shazam, son of fury, fury of the gods have zero chance. Um, (laughs) and then we, and then we have like super Mario brothers and the dungeons and dragons movies, two movies, um, that really are going to stake the claim for the continued development (laughs) of their related fields of IP. (laughs) Um, cause if, if one of the, if, if the Dungeons and dragon movies, dungeons and dragons movie is awful, that whole world, like the World of Warcraft series, is completely dead. And if Super Mario, if the Super Mario Bros. movie, which will likely be horrible, is somehow good, if it is good, if it, if it comes out and people genuinely like it, it's gonna be you know mind blowing. Especially have, if it's like popular. Seen, have you seen the clips of it? Yeah, I've seen some. I mean, I've seen outside the outside of Chris Pratt's obnoxious voice, it actually looks very good. And I agree. Yeah. And the one reason why I would say it's going to be a good movie is that the soundtrack they've been playing so far in mm-hmm. the scenes have all been uh, orchestral renditions of songs from the various Mario games, and, and it's being produced by and the like, same guy behind Despicable Me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I mean, the first couple are good movies, so, um, so I I, I have faith a, in it. Uh, but hey, that's a, a great transition point. Ones. 
to Is talking new about Spider-Man movie video games ones. in 2023. Uh, Matt, uh, get started. Any thoughts for video games in 2023? Just just to uh, run through a few things. I think we're going to see a lot of really good, uh, more indie games continue to develop more like very unique uh, ways of presenting games. We've seen a lot of incredible games in 2022, especially a lot of very unique uh, explorations in like storytelling and just indie games in general. Um, we're getting some really big follow-ups. We're getting a Dead Space remake, which is going to be cool. Um, Hogwarts Legacy is going to set the tone for me um i really hope that game doesn't suck because i would i've been dreaming of a great hogwarts <laughs> game since i was a kid but it's probably going to be terrible is my expectation um we have some other really cool shit that's coming out like there's a new assassin's creed game so we're going to see if it, this is going to be a year where a lot of um uh games and like series are on a precipice like the next star wars game star wars survivor the continuation of um star wars fallen order is going to be a huge question mark of whether they can really capture the souls like experience that they captured in the first game because that game was borderline incredible uh we're getting another alan wake game which is to some degree meant to continue the overall world they've built uh for alan wake which includes control and so we might see um like aspects of that we have a new legend of zelda game apparently coming I, out i don't think it's coming out <laughs> a lot I of really are, don't they're you, saying is uh we have street fighter 6 coming in 2023 that um, actually looks pretty cool aesthetically Monty, yeah i mean you, it looks have, great do you have I, anything that you're I, looking forward to i'm you know what 2023 video game wise i think it's the year it's gonna be a year of making up promises and the way I, the reason why I say that is one of the, my game, the game that I've been waiting for and for a very long time, and I think Matt's going to know which one I'm talking about, is Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Finally oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finishing well, I mean, I've played, I've played, I've played the demo that's out so many times. Yeah. And, and Diablo 4, uh, on the Man. fence with that, but Man. not sure. Assassin's um, Creed Mirage has a really good chance of taking it back. It's supposed to go back to its stealth-focused roots. I hope uh. so, but um, there's like, like th- those are the games that I think. Yeah, Street Fighter, I don't know. The, the way they, they're making it is it's going to be kind of like, Grand Theft Auto, but Street Fighter World, Capcom. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, that's a aspect. I think that sounds fucking awesome. I yeah, hope, like they showed, they showed like Chung Lee doing her like spin kick through the air to travel around the world and shit. Yeah. Like that's awesome. Like they have like the like the rap intros for Ken, where the crowd's like Ken, Ken, Ken. Like, <laughs> well, that, I don't know. That it's to like, me sounds badass. I I don't know. Like I I really enjoyed when Street Fighter had their their really good story modes and, and yeah, stuff sure. that that is but, mm-hmm. but i think they're definitely trying to take it in a different path like for example right. like the way i say it is like um i'm trying to compare it to mortal Kombat. i think like, they're mortal trying Kombat, to mortal Kombat 9 it yeah like a, yeah and, and i love that aspect because they do change it up and it's kind of like you know before that that mortal Kombat movie that came out there was no real Mortal Kombat movie that's really telling the story. And I thought yeah. it was a really great way when they started to do the storyline with mm-hmm. 9, 10, and 11. And how it's actually connecting. 
for once right. instead of killing everyone off but does he did with the <laughs> or just like doing it again oh my gosh yeah um and it actually I, tied together a lot of and speaking of remakes uh an announcement just came out it's for system shock remake yep system oh, shock. oh my gosh i'm so i had that on my steam wish list for a very mm-hmm. long time um yeah, I I think oh I think the Silent Hill games are coming out. Yeah, there's a silent. There's we're supposed to get a Silent Hill uh, <laughs> sequel or remake. Remake. So I, I wonder sequel. which one they're. I wonder which one they're gonna remake again. It's, Is it gonna, gonna be, be Alan, Silent Hill two? I hope so. Could Man, I want them to be. Oh, silent. I would. I I miss playing Silent Hill two. I think Silent Hill two had the best storyline out of them all. Yeah, they agree too, which is why it's the only one they ever remake. <laughs> did Did you know that they lost the source code to that game? What? Oh, I did so, not hear about that. So they released Silent Hill two remastered on the PS three, right? So PS two originally, they re released on PS three. Everyone's like, this port is fucking awful what happened Mm -hmm. well they lost the source code to the game they had a partially finished build of it that they gave this completely separate dev team and they're like make this work oh because this is all we have oh um so uh from from my lens the year 2023 um i think that i think game pass is a fucking abomination. I, wow. I think Xbox, <laughs> How do you really feel about it? I think Xbox Game Pass is going to be terrible for the video game industry. Mm-hmm, I think them acquiring mm-hmm. all these different companies is terrible for the video game industry. Yeah. Uh, I think 2022, in hindsight, will be seen as a very bad year for video games. Uh, didn't have too many big releases, and it really set in motion... Uh, a lot of very bad precedents with Xbox. And it's not like we've seen this happen before with streaming, with music. It's like, nah, let's let it happen again, guys. Fuck. Yeah. Um, like, isn't, yeah, I was going to say, that's why I was on the on the fence with Diablo 4. Because I, I mean, I'm like, not hey. Sure it's not before the accuse, uh, the accuse acquiring like microsoft acquiring activision or is that i think it's i think it's before it was i mean it i mean you know it's great now like game pass is amazing right now but just wait till playstation now catches up until rights issues they start delisting stuff they start it's gonna be a fucking nightmare yeah um i think 2023 we're gonna see more game company acquisitions not at the height that we saw this year but maybe uh, depending on how the economy goes, Nintendo uh, just came out that they officially scrapped plans for a Switch Pro mid-gen upgrade. Oh, um, oh so the, they're not going to make another one then? Like, they're not making a Switch Pro, oh, but that means that they're likely already prototyping the sequel Switch system. Two. So mm. if you look at uh, the history of their game systems... It's six years between the NES and the SNES. Okay. Between SNES and N64 is, I think, five years. Five years for the GameCube. Five years for the Wii. And then, I think, six years for the Wii U. 
four and a half years for the Switch because the Wii U bombed horribly. And we're at year six of the Switch with no news of a new system. So I'm guessing by fall 2024, we're going to finally get that. And that Breath of the Wild 2, Tears of the Kingdom, Mm -hmm. uh, the new Zelda game is... It might be held back to launch with the new console, just like Breath of the Wild was. Which, if true, would be fucking crazy. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're having those discussions right now. I Um, I don't know. I never thought... (laughs) I always feel I always get this feeling that consoles in general is like it's not how they used to be. You know what I mean? It's it yeah. feels for, like for Sony and Microsoft, I agree with you. Nintendo yeah. is in their own wheelhouse. Yeah, Nintendo's where they do always whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, they do their own thing. They have so much of their own classic. Um, classic characters and exclusive titles and stuff like that like i I give them that but how long can you hold on to that i mean what's really generating nintendo is i think nintendo's cornered the marker market no that's not not no no nintendo's incredibly profitable by all metrics the switch is on track to become the highest selling game system of all time like they're doing they could not be doing better in fact Nintendo is like, hmm. yeah, they're like they could they could stand to be knocked down a peg. Uh, Let's hope that happens. Let's hope they get ruined. But Let's like hope their whole <laughs> industry what? fails. I want the death of Nintendo. In no, but Nintendo does best when their backs are against the wall. And yeah, I, I, death I, to Nintendo. I think that, ben hates Nintendo. I think that a a great uh, I I I think that a great reason for their success is that they've sort of cornered the cute market in video games uh where they're like Mm -hmm. we're not afraid to be fucking weirdos and so they have games that are inspired by packland and really no one else has that or Mm -hmm. if they do it's like uh bug snacks which is just like cronenberg like food animals that are about as creepy as it is heartwarming um and that's why nintendo will live forever um, nintendo is like pixar in the video game world. that's that's yes. the way i see it yeah. they make money off of yeah like you said the cutesy stuff like i i i really miss when you know like for well, me that well that and their games are extremely well fleshed out like you can yeah, tell when a game's been developed by nintendo and when a game's been developed by like a gearbox yeah, it's it, well for Nintendo. Nintendo really died for me after GameCube for me because GameCube had some really good. Um, like it's not just you know the, the the cutesy stuff. They had some really good titles on there. Like for example, Eternal Darkness. I loved that game, and that game really fucked with my mind playing it. And I'm just so. I'm I'm so curious why they never continued on with that series because that was like Nintendo's version of you know back in the day when the the big the the Xbox and PS they they had the their Silent Hill they had their Resident Evils but right. Nintendo had Eternal Darkness which in my opinion kills those type of like in terms of survival horror games it, it really had something going there but. 
uh, it was disappointing that they didn't carry on with that because the marketing involved with that was crazy. It was like they also had like a uh, a short short film um, uh, contest on on YouTube. I still remember that people submitted oh, wow. their versions of Eternal Darkness themed oh, cool. um, short horror films that you can actually still find on YouTube today. And oh, wow. yeah, it, it's really creepy, really twisted stuff. And all of a sudden, Nintendo just decided to say, "Now, nah, what we're gonna stick Fuck with? That. Yeah, we're gonna stick with like." kid-friendly games and stuff like that and that just i was just like why yeah rubbed a lot of people the wrong way yeah well here let's tackle one more subject before we go what do you guys envision in the year 2023 for the fourth times the charm podcast start with uh let's start with matt i think we will get to at least 500 regular listeners (laughs) right i i don't have like a complex i I think i think that's good i like that a consistent growth in 2023 i think we'll cover more consistent uh topics and we'll get a chance to talk to some more underground artists musicians and filmmakers i like it monty i am very young to this team um but i do hope that we get more listeners and more more topics that we can talk about and you know like even for for movies i know that we should expand out to more more genres uh i know we constantly talk about action films and horror films and stuff like that but, only good yeah. films <laughs> hey that's not true <laughs> no, there's some good romantic comedy films out there yeah there are there's some good <laughs> around the world yeah and there's still there's some good dramas out there and you some. Know, and bring in i would like to bring in more more uh films from the east side uh mm-hmm. of the world and, and, east side you know, east side asian side wow. so yeah i i'm gonna see but unfortunately uh the movies that i'm trying to get you guys to check in like introduce to you guys so we can talk about it is, there hasn't been much good ones because it seems like like i know we're going back to the, the movie talking but it seems like the asian film industry is just hong kong film industry has been really hammered uh hunkered down and oppressed by the china markets and not saying china's not making good films it's just that they're making so much films that you don't know what's considered good quality and like like i uh, i wouldn't say good good or bad i mean like what is what is the a list films and what are the b-list they're just so jumbled in there and it's like diamond in the rough trying to find something good to to share with you guys right so i'm gonna see hopefully 2023 we'll have some more wider variety to talk about in terms of we can dream other films yeah and in my 2023 i envision more interviews oh yeah. yeah more focused in-depth analyses of topics of our interest and i imagine 52 more episodes of fun i think (laughs) i you know what i think what we should we kind of fell off the boat i think we should do some more talks about like crime and stuff like that eh? yeah we we, we got into that for a bit and then we didn't 
we didn't take it off anywhere else, but yeah, that would be cool. Well, I'm down to clown. And since you guys have been around, you can, of course, be our biggest fan. Just send us a screenshot of you giving us five stars on our Instagram, which Matt is at fourth times the charm official. Can you give me the login back to that? I, I, it's been a yeah, fucking Yeah, I need to get the it. login too. <laughs> I, I, we can get it on there. I keep trying to reset it and reopen it. It just never... It keeps like redirecting and trying to get me to reset the password on all of my accounts. Well, man. Hey, 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 Ben. Ben, this is... This like is four or five times. Ben, ben this is when, the new year. You tried it once, right? Yeah, I did try it the first time. <laughs> okay. Did you try it a second time? Oh, I did. <laughs> okay. What about a third time? No, I gave up after two tries, but I think okay. I should have kept going. New Year's resolution <laughs> for fourth time to charge is Matt getting us access to Instagram. <laughs> well, Matt, if you don't get it the third time, yeah, just try, try again. Because oh. sometimes, oh, the fourth times, the no charm. Way. Good night, good morning, and ho, ho, happy new year. Talk to y'all later.